Let me ask. So we are rolling. So oh, we can do whatever. Are we, are we rolling? It's roll rehearsal. Out of the two of us, I'd say I could roll a little easier than you. Yeah. I got a full belly. <laughs> so I can just be rolled like, across the floor. Um, oh, what's her name on um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. Sometimes like we'll be a salt. Sometimes we'll be at the house and I'll just have eaten a whole bunch and I'll be like a big old ball. And then Jessica will play with Rain and be like, oh, oh Rain, daddy's going to steamroll you. I'm going to roll you across the floor. <laughs> it's not Veruca Salt. It's Violet. It's Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard. Veruca she, Salt's like the, the really mean, She's like, the rich girl who wants a golden one. goose for Easter. Gooses. Geeses. <laughs> I want my goose to lay golden eggs for Easter. Violet, you're turning violet. Speaking of Easter. <laughs> it's almost Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> There's an old cartoon from the Looney Tunes where a little duck shows yeah. up everywhere and like ruins Tom and Jerry's day yeah. and then at the end whenever things are terrible he, she, it just goes happy Easter didn't Tom and Jerry teach you music well That's one of the cartoons did if it wasn't Jerry the if it wasn't Tom the uh, the cat trying to kill the mouse Jerry yeah. while playing Furry Lease it was like maybe um, Jerry. Bugs Bunny with his gloves off and his yeah. gloves were phantomly oh, okay. playing it I'm not sure Jerry Lee Lewis the cat. Yeah. The one I always wanted to play from that cartoon too goes like this. It's like, it's like, it's like. It's like the uh, waltz thing. Yeah. That awesome thing yeah. that uh, it's a, uh, I can't do it. It's, it's, it's an old classic, but anyway. Um, but yeah, when I, it's that's an oldie I, where I come from. <laughs> But your kids are going to love it. No, they won't because they hate classical music. It's 2019. <laughs> Nobody likes that stuff anymore. <laughs> At some point, Mozart said, like, maybe you guys aren't ready for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. Stephen Foster said, oh, I'm way ahead of my time. <laughs> that is 2019. The little like kid on Twitter turns to his dad and goes, hey, can I hear Camp Town Racist? <laughs> you know, those MIDI files aren't sorted, son. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's yeah, let's get going. Cool. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to the Houseplants Podcast. We're here to talk about a number of things, but mainly music, media, and the mission of Jesus. And yeah. many more things. Many more things. Zach, how many things would you say? All the things. No, like, give me a, like a, just a flat number of all the different things we have talked about so far and will talk about in the future besides music, media, and the mission of Jesus. Um, 17? 17 at least times 10 to the 24th. Whoa. I don't know if there's that many things. <laughs> oh, there are. There are. <laughs> to great. the 24th power. You are mistaken <laughs> about a great many things. <laughs> well, <laughs> as always, we're back here on the podcast. And yep. this time we're going back to the old standby. Just me and Zach this time. Feels weird, doesn't it? It's it does. Like we've really, we've really been um, like just plugging away with these cool guests that we've had and um when you're hearing this you will have just got done with our music series which we hope you will very much enjoy that's right yeah the um, last episode we had was jonathan powers that we had you know yep. aaron campbell uh then us and then jonathan powers and we got a chance to really fi- focus on uh music specifically one of the three of the houseplants, trinities of topics <laughs> <laughs> yes all our series should be three episodes just in keeping with the Trinitarian theology that we're trying to put out there. Yeah. And well, let me, if I think about it, Aaron was kind of like technical. That's T. Yeah. Then you and I was like too much modern. Also T. (laughs) And then, and then Jonathan Powers was the Trinity T. So if you were going to make it into like a cutesy sermon series title, which is what we're going to talk about, which, which T do you be? (laughs) Um, I prefer T2 Judgment Day. <laughs> it's the second week. We should we should we should. I'm going to retroactively go back and I'm going to decide that we need to name the second week yeah. of our thing. But T2. we haven't uploaded them yet. So no, we haven't. That's what I'm by saying. By the time you guys hear this. I think originally we just had it called like uh, something like modern Christian movement yeah. or something. All right. So cool. Before we get going, let's do a little worship. Yeah. And then we'll pray after, which sounds nice, which, you know, it's funny about that, Zach. We've been doing that every episode. I just feel like that's except the times that we forget. 
you know, it's probably better if uh, we just do something new because we don't need to do the same thing over and over again. Mm. Why would we want to do that? We wouldn't want it to become rote. Yeah. All right. That's that's just a preview of what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. So here we go. Let's uh, let's do the old standby from the 1600s by Ken Thomas. Taking it back. Which is entitled Doxology. I think it's Ken Thomas. Isn't it Ken Thomas? Let me see. I mean, it's probably predates him, at least as far as the words. Mm. Um, he may have put together the most modern like Thomas version. Ken. Thomas <laughs> I Ken. Had it backwards. All right. Here we cool. go. You ready? Let's do it.
That's a literal amen on that one. Amen. <laughs> All Very right. Good. Nice work, Zach. Not bad for something we just orchestrated. We decided that um, we love the idea of singing those same old lyrics from a long time ago and just worshiping with them. We put a little bit of a twist on it, but not much. It's very much the original. Yeah. Yeah. What's fun is all of that uh, melody line, for the most part, is the uh, same. And then you get those two syllables to just have fun with. Oh, man. So, you can change up. We just, Crowder has his version. Um, I guess that was our attempt at it. There you go. <laughs> I would say thank you to Sigaros for the style, but I feel like it was a fusion of, of uh, worship. Well, you didn't make up your own language. Otherwise, hope, hope landing. Should yeah. we, should we call it praise, praise, praise the kin, praise the kin. Okay. No, uh, praise lish. Pra- uh, hm. I like that. Praise lish. Worship lish. There you go. <laughs> so spelled right. with like a C S H. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So what are we talking about? Zach? Well, why don't you intro the topic this week? I always do it. Well, let me uh, let me uh, say a little. Or tiny, I can pray. Yeah, and then you I was going to say we'll we'll talk about. Um, We're very prepared this time. <laughs> we are. This is going to be fun because it's going to be just very casual. But yeah. I will just say before we pray, we're going to be talking about um, how it's maybe okay to hear the same message again and get something more out of it each time. But Colin, doesn't that sometimes make people? B- b- bored? Oh, well, <laughs> I'm happy you uh, asked that because uh, anybody who thinks that, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you'll find out why. <laughs> we certainly would hate for things to be boring. So, <laughs> All right. Well, let's pray. Zach, you want to pray? Yes. Okay. Father, thank you so much um, for what we're celebrating this week. Um, God, that you not only sent your son to die for us, Lord, but that you also raised him up and that that same power of resurrection, Lord, that that life um, is available to us right now. Just um, just when we call on your name, uh, just when we ask for Jesus in our, into our hearts, Lord, um, that we can receive that same life, um, that life that raised Christ from the dead, um, Lord. So we thank you for... Um, your son that walked out of the tomb that gave us hope, Lord. Um, and Father, I just pray that uh, we would be glorifying to you, um, that that same spark, that same life um, would go out to all our listeners um, and to us as we worship and talk about you together. Um, Lord, we thank you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, so... Let me pose this out here since we're, we're getting that uh, situational stuff out there. Zach, you come to church on, ch- on Sunday morning, okay, mm-hmm. to a new church. Okay? Brand new, huh? So you, you and Kara decide, you know what, we're going to check out this one church. You go there. Okay. And when you get there, the, the pastor and the worship team are way, like, fully enthralled with this message. And the message uh-huh. is that Jesus Christ died for your sins. Well, I would be very happy that others like myself are excited about that very story. Right. So, so you, so you get in there and you go, yeah, yeah, I know. Is this all there is? (laughs) Isn't there something more that I haven't learned yet? And then you say, this church is on the milk and not the meat. <laughs> so, I'm not kidding. That That is yeah. a thing. Because you think, oh, this is the same old story yeah, I've yeah. heard a million times. Right. And we are approaching. Where's the new take on it? Right. The new take. And so let me, let me just put this out here. That mentality is very, very prevalent in church. But I would challenge everybody to rethink the idea that they need to have those same old stories for yeah. the rest of their life until yeah. they're a hundred drilled into their head. Yeah. Now I'm not saying that, uh, that there isn't something good about renewing the message, but the message does have a finite number of pages. You know, my great grandma who I've talked about before, I think you um, have, you told me about her, her passing and her crazy ghost stories before you guys went to sleep. And yeah. Yeah. Scared. She used to, she used to tell us ghost stories and crazy stuff, but she was a very uh, devoted follower and very mm-hmm. dedicated to reading scripture. She actually used to have plaques on her wall that her church would like give her an award for um, 
reading the Bible again. And I think that her record was 14 times. She's read through the Bible cover to cover 14 times. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like I hate to admit this on the air, but if I don't think I've ever started at the first page of Genesis and ended in revelation. Yeah. But I have, I, I would say with, Absolute certainty. I have read through each book of the Bible mm-hmm. at least once. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I've tried to read it straight through, um, like our church did that a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. I still like found myself, oops, I forgot because we're in Chronicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, so here, so, so that scenario that I laid out for you guys, for everybody listening, let me ask you. Do you do you see something wrong with the idea of that? And if you do, yeah, what is that? What is what is your concern? Because clearly, in church, um, it's not necessarily inherently wrong to want to engage the congregation with something new. But as we know, God's word is ever unchanging, yeah. and it should not. And so, I uh, guess what we're going to talk about today is this idea that, um reiterating the same message you have heard a hundred million times over the, you know, the, are the people of God have heard the scriptures. Yeah. The Torah, Jesus references stuff, uh, that has been already heard and, and studied for thousands of years. Now, does that mean that we need to find the new take on it? Maybe the new take needs to be the old take. So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. Well, in some sense, the people of God, are always having to retell the story. It's part of what we do when we kind of actively remember what Christ has done for us. Right. If you haven't listened to the last episode um, with Jonathan powers, I recommend you go back and check that out. Um, Cause we talked a bit about uh, what's called historic recitation, this idea from the author, Robert Weber. Um, and it's just this idea that like Christians retell this story over and over again, because it's right. a part of what we do. It's a part of worship for us. Right. And so um, just to go back a little bit, we just did doxology, like our fun little like worshipy version of doxology. Now, the words of doxology that we just sang are from that guy, Thomas Ken. And Thomas Ken wrote those or uh, at least wrote those lyrics uh, as well as the first part of, I guess, apparently the original hymns that they that that is taken from. Uh That's just the last part of of an original hymn. Now. There are people today who have completely changed doxology yeah. based on what they think is maybe PC or potentially like they don't think that the message really speaks to people correctly and that they needed to, re, you know, change it. Um, some people change it to say only praise God, not praise him. Yeah. Or some people change uh, above ye heavenly host to praise God for all the that love has yeah, done. Yeah. Now, what I will say is that... Um, God, I think I would argue that that is a that is maybe a disservice to the song, because I think that maybe what we're hearing from the song from the original author is it's totally fine to hear that throughout the ages. Yeah. Um, Think about like and we'll we'll talk we'll get real deep into this. What do you think it is about the doxology, though, specifically um, that that makes it. Um, very close to in line with the scripture, because like, I think what we're talking about is not changing uh, the message of God, the message of the gospel, um, the messages that are seen throughout scripture, the core of our beliefs and stuff. Um, But, you know, I, I don't really necessarily see a problem with like changing up certain words here or there to things that are not scripture. I mean, we change, um, we change contemporary music or even hymns sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, there is the all too classic uh, sloppy wet kiss versus sure yeah but I would argue that this is me being a purist and saying yeah. the original author intended that sloppy wet kiss in there yeah now now you're right though I think that I think that when we engage with our congregation we want to make sure that the truth of God gets through now yeah if, that's the most important thing now if that means somehow making it more approachable so that the newer generation can understand it I may be able to bend on that a little bit but I would I would argue that um what was written in this song which is very basic very very basic which yeah. is why I don't think a lot of people probably don't sing it as a worship song yeah. anymore um, potentially is because it's just four lines and those four lines are the basic foundation 
of what the song is. And that is just praise God from whom all the blessings flow. So he's saying God, whom all the blessings come from and then praise all the creatures on the below. So all of us in the, the creatures of the ground, then praise him above ye heavenly hosts. So uh, praise the, maybe the, the angels and everything above. And then, Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the Trinity. Amen. And it's like... It's giving us a definition, basically, of, like, who we're worshiping. Yeah, exactly. And so what I think is significant is it's okay to drill that home. Yeah. Even though I'm sure that everybody probably has already heard the song, maybe even knows to do that. Yeah. Yeah, Um, the the term doxology actually... um, comes from a Latin word. Okay. Doxologia. Ooh. And it basically means seminary student. Yeah. The term doxa means opinion or glory. Yeah. And, uh, logia refers to, uh, a written expression. Okay. So it's basically means like, um, basically means like properly expressing the right opinion. Boom. That's what doxology means. So if you're singing a doxology, and I really like the classic one, obviously. Um, you're basically saying, like, this is the proper way to praise God. Boom. Yeah. I always thought doxing was like when you tell somebody's address and they're super famous on the internet and they don't want you to know your address. Right. That's only if they make memes about <laughs> Pizza Hut or whatever. <laughs> please, You know what? I'm just going to say it here. Please come to Zach's apartment and hang out with us. <laughs> We're fine with that. The address is. <laughs> so, no, but yeah. So um, even in this song which kind of gets into the topic we're discussing there there is people wanting to go let's just make it like the the new kind of angle on it yeah i mean maybe you maybe you don't believe all the things that are in the doxology at which point like me and colin can have a conversation with you Uh, just a little discussion not not our no not argument necessarily But what you're saying if you're if you're changing the doxology then you're saying like "Mm, maybe the doxology isn't the proper way to praise god um right now so yeah so not to say that the 16th century writers are not infallible. They are. Everybody is human. But I just think that it, that is an example of yeah, what yeah. we're going to be talking about. So let's dig in. Um, all right. So we, as we always do, we have notes written for like stuff we want to talk about. So uh, I kind of just nope, throw those out the window because we already <sighs> thought of them before. So they're yeah. not new anymore. <laughs> yep. You know what? As I'm reading this, I realize that the same old story you've heard a million times. I'm just going to let's do a new angle. <laughs> oh, uh, how is a lamp made? Hmm, let's talk about it. No. So <laughs> that's my new subject. It's going to don't worry. It's a springboard into uh, how we're all made. No. So <laughs> nobody's done that well, there before. You go. Yeah. You yeah. No pastor's done that. Series yeah. Again. yeah. Uh, it's going to be four week series. Uh, each yeah. each part of the lamp. So the light bulb, the uh, the little filament on the inside, the cord. And then the beam of light and it's all. Yeah. Okay. So that's very relevant. Yeah. I've, Everybody cares about lamps. <laughs> um, so, okay. <laughs> I've done, I, uh, I shoved that joke right into the ground and I just went a little too long on it. All right. So I'll say, um, the topic I wrote is, is it okay to be taught the same lesson again and again? Uh-huh. And so right now, as we're recording this, which will won't air until much later, but, um, it is a few days from Easter. It is yes. the Wednesday before Easter. Ash Wednesday. No, it's not. Nope. I know. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's Monday, Thursday or whatever it's called. Wait, no, it's is good. It Monday or is it Thursday? Is it, is it, it's a, Ooh. one of those extra ones. We should, we should yeah. get like a Wednesday before Sunday. There probably is something, but I don't know what it is. Donkey Wednesday. There you go. <laughs> Garden betrayal Wednesday. All right. So, so, Oh, a new hot take. We'll just invent it and then make it yeah. a series. So what I, cause we're talking about Easter, Zach, What's so important about just hearing the same old story on Easter? <laughs> Why is that important? I'm looking for the perfect church to have a sign that says um, Easter, Jesus's end game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's um, all like, you know, the the disciples have been like broken up. They've captured Jesus. And like uh, Peter looks at John and he goes like, we're in the end game now. <laughs> <laughs> in a world set 2000 years in the past Pilate snapped his fingers and ordered Jesus arrested <laughs> okay so right so let me just uh, I'm gonna ask you Zach yeah um when you when you think about Easter what is what do you think about 
Well, I think of going from death to life. I think about the message of hope that comes with resurrection. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think about that message of restoration for humanity that uh, Jesus went through dying on the cross for our sins. Yeah. And I think about um, the fact that God could have left him there and it could have been end of story and it could have been like an atonement thing where we're covered by the blood, but he took it a step further and rose Jesus from the grave. So, um, there's a particular worship song that I really like, and it is a glorious day. You, we do glorious day, the casting crowns one. Yes. Yeah. Cause it, it literally just tells the story you've heard a million Mm -hmm. times about Jesus. Yeah. And then there's like, uh, there's one certain part where, um, it, it talks about like, the witnesses of like the women that like went to the grave. And usually you have the women in your band sing that because it's like they're sharing the testimony. So they're kind of playing the part of um, Mary and stuff. Right. So, so I find that song to be significant because it tells the story everybody already knows. Yeah. But I worship so hard to that song. Sure. And so Easter is the same story. Everybody, I mean, even, even non-Christians know what Easter is. Yeah. And it's because it's a story that's been told because it is the like triumphant victory of Jesus right over the grave. Yeah. And, and basically the fulfillment of everything. Now it's kind of the center of why we worship anyway. So now I think that maybe this is speculation on my part, but I've experienced this and that is people trying to find the angle. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily have to do with the same story to try and rejuvenate some right. detailed aspect yeah. of Easter. Yeah, I mean, I think to a certain sense, I appreciate when pastors put together a sermon and they're trying to f- they're trying to draw out the implications of what it means for us. Right. And you're not always going to say the same thing when it comes. Everybody's different, right? Yeah. Um. So you know, I may occasionally hear something that I haven't heard before and go, "Haha," you know. But that doesn't mean necessarily that I want. Uh, to see somebody trying to be like, what's the angle here? Right. You know? Exactly. Well, like um, I talked with my church group this past Sunday and we were, <laughs> Brian Duncan was talking about the donkey uh-huh. and how some pastors, I mean, and I've, I've heard this. Some pastors will just do a sermon on the donkey on Easter, on Easter Sunday, like about how cool the donkey is. So a, a guy rises from a grave and you want to preach about the donkey. he Or, on. or about what yeah. a palm tree, is, a palm leaf is. Are or, you sure that's not like a palm Sunday? Message? Yeah, no, no, I know. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm uh, yeah. Not on, not on Easter Sunday, obviously. Oh, okay. I'm saying like leading up to Easter. Yeah. They have these things, but they're never like this Sunday. We're going to talk about like the importance of why yeah. like coming into Jerusalem. It's, it's, um, it's this insatiable need to try and come up with the new angle. Right. And yeah. so I think that there is some danger there and I'm not trying to poke a finger at anyone, but I am just saying that um, the idea of finding something new in the story is inherently good. But I do think that the idea of diluting mm-hmm. the message yeah. away from what the significance of the key message is can sometimes be bad. Yeah. So you so. you wrote down a couple of benefits of hearing the same repeated message over and over again. Okay, yeah. Um, so one of them that we have here is that it's drilling it into your head. I agree. Yeah, so what did you mean by that when you wrote that? Okay, so Jamie Jordan. Help drill it into our heads. Yeah, so <laughs> Jamie Jordan once said, I think we were talking about a worship song and we were talking about how like a certain part of the song is repeated a lot. And Jamie Jordan said, well, maybe somebody needs to sit with that and let it like, yeah. let it, and hear it enough to where they can like totally embrace the idea of it or yeah. something along those lines. I'm sorry if I uh, did not speak, you know, throw words in your mouth or anything, Jamie, but the gist of it was that his argument was that sometimes you just need to hear it again and again. Yeah. And so, yeah. I will say this. If I said to you, Zach, every five minutes of this podcast, if I just said, Jesus is Lord of all. Yeah. And then five minutes from now, I said, Jesus is Lord of all. Jesus is Lord of all. Right. Zach, Jesus is Lord of all. I would never be upset with you for saying this. I might do it just to just to mess with people. That's totally fine. And so if I say that at the end of this episode, guess what you're going to be thinking? Jesus is Lord of all. <laughs> 
Um, right, right. All right, great. N- another great example. Uh, exactly the same example that uh, I thought of uh, a few d- nights ago when I was first getting this kind of idea going. Who here has seen Goodwill Hunting? Raise your hands. Oh, all of you? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can see all those hands. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, everybody sitting at their computer or at their at their work or in their car <laughs> listening to this, raise their hand. That was really cool. Don't wreck your car. All right. So <laughs> just raise one hand. <laughs> ten and two, or in this case, ten for a second to raise your hand. Yeah. So in Goodwill Hunting, at the end, he holds the file and he says, see all this stuff? This all this right here? It's not your fault. And he goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Right. Yeah, I know yeah. that. And he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. It's not your fault. Right. And he says it like 30 times. Yeah. You have and, to hear it. And then again and again sometimes. And then Matt Damon's character, Will Hunting, just breaks down when he right. finally like sinks in. Yeah. Yeah. And in the same way we see, which is maybe why I think that particular yeah. thing was taken from the scripture. Um, John 21, 15 through 25. Uh, I just, I, I made the whole section available, but yeah, we don't really have to, uh, read from 15, but I'm going to go ahead and open this Bible that we have here and just read this. So you guys, Repetition, I mean, it's such a powerful thing. I mean, there's a reason why dig a little deeper. The song you wrote for our songwriting <laughs> contest can still dig be stuck a little in my deeper. head. Dig a little deeper in God's love. <laughs> All right. So here we go. So. Jesus is Lord of all. <laughs> this is, I mean, and, and, and again, this scripture is a scripture you've heard a million times before. So if you're mm-hmm. feeling bored, try and stifle that sleep a little bit yeah. and listen. Okay. Cause this is what Jesus is going to say about this. Jesus said to Simon, Peter, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, wow. Lord. He said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, Feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. Now, let me let me stop there before I continue and tell you when he says that and Peter is hurt, he is not hurt the first and second time. Do you understand the yeah. significance of that? It took a while to drill that down. Drilled it into his yeah, head. Sure. There we go. And then when yeah. after he feels hurt and he says, do you, when he says, do you love me? He says, Lord, you know all things. Yep. You know that I love you. And he goes, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went there as you wanted. But when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you yeah. and lead you. So on and so forth. And then he goes on. This is more repetition. He goes on and he says, Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death which Peter would glorify. Then he said to him, follow me. Peter turned and saw the disciples, Jesus. And it goes all the way down to 25. And in there he says, follow me again. Yeah. And so essentially what he's doing is he's realizing that these guys need to hear the 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 root of what Jesus yeah. wants for them again and again in order for them to understand. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is that even Jesus yeah. in the moment will repeat and repeat and repeat because he understands that sometimes you just need to yeah. have it drilled in your head. That's what I meant when I said it needs to be drilled in your head sometimes. Colin, have you ever heard of um, a practice called Lectio Divina? Zach, it's a fancy Latin term. I'm going to go you, on a, a limb and say nobody has heard of that. Yes, actually, it's, I'm sure it's like, a thing. Scholars have. I know. No, I know. it's a thing. People do it. Okay. Um, trendy like hipster Christians with like skinny jeans do it. Oh, um, that's yeah. So anyway, but no, no, uh, what you do wonder what, I didn't hear about it. What you do with Lectio Divina is you actually, um, you take a piece of scripture and you read it four times. Okay. Each time you kind of reflect on it a different way, but it's kind of that idea of repeating something by the time you get to the last time you're reading through it in Lectio Divina, you are really literally just reading it and like resting on whatever God has like told you through scripture. Right. So that's even like an ancient practice of um, drilling something down. So in that, in that spirit, we're going down to like the second thing that we wrote down, but go ahead and fill me in on this new undiscovered truth thing. Yeah. Um, well yeah, you wrote down the words new undiscovered truth. And I just was thinking about, um, I was thinking not specifically about Lectio Divina, but I was thinking about reading 
certain scriptures again and again, coming back to them even. Right. Um, I'm just amazed by the fact that the Bible has so much depth that you're never going to get to the bottom of it. Well, we've said this from day one of the podcast that we're always going to be seeking, right? And you so can dig a little deeper, dig a little, dig deeper. a little deeper. <laughs> Give me a shovel. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So, uh, what do you, what do you think? I think that you can get something out of it, even if it's like the 14th time you've read through it. So another cool phenomenon, if you can call it that word is mm-hmm. reading through a different book entirely. Then going back to a previous yeah. book after reading another book and yeah. being like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute here. That's kind of like when you have a multiple choice test and mm-hmm. you answer all the questions and then you go back through after having seen all the questions and you realize that like half of them were answered <laughs> and other questions. Right. And so like, uh, I love Nahum because it has a Jesus reference. It says, uh-huh. wait for the man who stands on the mountain. Yeah. Uh, I might search and find that just so I can read it. But, uh, right. but having, having been a new Christian, I think I read Nahum just like on a whim, I guess you could say. Yeah. Not really like focusing on what that was. And then later coming back and be like, that's straight up Jesus. Uh huh. Like nobody knows this. I'm, I'm sure people know it, but it just was significant to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. <laughs> and I was like, Hmm, that's pretty cool. Like that, that Jesus is in here. Um, even though it's not like, time for Jesus yet. And of course in the minor prophets, as they call them, which me in the, our the center church are kind of reading through a little bit. Uh, we got, we're, we're going through the minor prophets, which I think is super fun and significant because of the, um, because of the preparation for Jesus's coming uh-huh. is like all through like the well, people, really cool. you know? So, yeah. but, but uh, again, the, Minor prophets tell the same story yeah. for like a hundred, like for yeah. hundreds of years. It's like, they um, just keep harping on that same thing. <laughs> Judah, the people, the people of Judah, God's people are, are doing pretty good. Then an, an army comes in and they're like, you know what? Let's just do what that army wanted to do. Yeah. And then some prophets like, you better not. And they're like, <laughs> we will just do whatever. And then he's like, well, God's going to send an army and you're all going to die. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and then it's like the same story. Right. So, what, um, why not just read one of those and just skip, right? Call it a day. <laughs> the The point is that it's yeah. significantly repetitive for the purpose yeah. of teaching you the, like that, that is an important mistake that the people of God make. Yeah. So and there you go. so like, like you, you mentioned here, keeping foundations at the forefront. Yes. You know, and that's, that's another reason why, um, you would read the same stories or similar stories over and over again they all kind of boil down to the essential themes of the gospel. Absolutely. And they point to Christ. And so if you can ha- like keep that foundation, it doesn't really matter if you keep repeating it or if you try to find a new angle, you're not going to find like a new angle that's better than the gospel. <laughs> I agree. All right. So we haven't, we haven't really done this specifically, but I'm going to go ahead and shout out to the people listening to the podcast. If you are listening to this episode uh-huh. right now, if you can, wherever you wherever you can, Facebook, uh, you can comment on any of the streaming sites that we have them on. There's comment sections. Yeah. Comment and tell me your how. Tell me your favorite scripture, and then I want you to read that scripture like over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. for like the whole week, and tell me why you think it's so good. Because that's a good challenge. Because like for me, I've been reading John. Oh, I'm sorry, not John. James one, like over and over and over and over again. And I think that James one is like a big deal to me. That's why I wrote that song about James. Yeah. We won't sway because I kept reading it over and over. And the more I read it, the more I realized that I am like the, I am like the wave being blown by the wind sometimes. And I Mm. am the, I am the, the, the doubter sometimes. And I need to not be, and, so what uh, you're saying is you needed to be reminded. Boom. Yeah. I did need to be reminded. I will say that we've, we, I'll backtrack a little bit to something in our notes that I wanted to cover. And that is, uh, that like we were talking about Easter and the holiday message are the same story. Um, if that is a thing where we try and go, let's find the new yeah. angle. Are we, are we implying that scripture needs to be 
like told like almost like maybe scripture is getting too old for us. Mm, yeah. And so that's a good question. Right. So the problem is that once you go down the road of being like, I always want to do a new message because I want it to yeah. be fresh and new. Now, Jesus is Lord of all. <laughs> God is God is the God of all things, but he is specifically also a God of renewal. Yeah. And so that is fine. Like um, <laughs> a good example. <laughs> well, maybe this isn't a great example, but in the first sister act movie, they do like that <laughs> hymn and it's uh, oh Maria. Yeah. And then she makes it into like kind of a peppy up yeah. tempo thing. And you and I have done that. Yeah. And, and so it's not taking away the words, but it is renewing them in a yeah. new light. And yeah. so um, I think music is a, good example of that because you're not i don't know what you would have to do musically to like change the song so much that it's almost like an abomination of itself (laughs) if you if you just made it like mumble rap or something it might might like lose its worshipfulness i was was thinking of the uh the famous example of the um the dad singing oh holy night in church oh yeah (laughs) yeah oh that poor guy he he owned it though later. He like introduced himself like I'm the guy who's saying this, and I am uh, just letting you guys know. I'm proud of it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like I did it, and it's fine. So um, but no, so so uh, and, and you know, and it and it does say in the scriptures, yeah. sing a new song to the Lord, and that's fine. But what I'm talking about is when when we like so the one of the questions we have is what is the risk of doing that? What yeah. is the risk of trying to invent something new? I would say that uh, you know what, Zach, let me ask you, what do you think the risks would be? For trying, trying to, invent to always new. invent something new every yeah. time in the Bible. Yeah. Well, I can tell you kind of from somewhat personal experience yeah. that um, like when you are always trying to feel like you need something new or some fresh take or whatever, it gets very old very fast yeah um i think you start to if you're relying on yourself which i have done in the past to kind of like make things interesting or um, put a new spin on things uh you're gonna run out way before yeah the bible does yeah exactly yeah you're gonna run out of ideas and you're gonna feel like well what am i doing this for this is all just rote um and so yeah i think that's one of the dangers i think the other thing is watering down um you know, we talked a little bit about avoiding watering down the message. I think um, you could be like, hey, I got this hot new take. And maybe that detracts a little bit from the original message. It's it's more about the. Uh, By all means, I feel like you should think about your audience. Mm-hmm. And I think um, outside of uh, just getting to the core of scripture, because I obviously always want to try to do that. Right. Um, but if I'm if I'm preaching or something or leading worship, even. Um, I will think about the audience and that helps quite a bit. I might not try as many um, new and like um, uh, exciting brand new hot take kind of things. Right. If I know that the audience isn't going to even like really appreciate it anyway. Sure. You know, sure. Or when I preached for uh, college kids at the Wesley foundation one time, I thought about, how does what I'm talking about relate to the struggle of college kids? So I found some things to mention there or whatever, but it was still the same, you know, the message of scripture being right. Well, like that's like, I mean, uh, we, we've uh, been a little more active on Facebook lately and I've gotten, I've gotten into the trap of like trying to have discussions about stuff that is more (laughs) detail oriented than foundational. But for me, if I ever have a discussion about something like that, it is because I am going back to the heart of what the scripture yeah. says. So if somebody tells me, um, if we, if, if somebody tries to have a conversation with me about contraceptives or like something like really weird and detailed, that is like a, other, okay. the kind of way in the outside side issue, I might go like, okay, is your intention in having this discussion to help me try and live as God wants me to live? Yeah. And if so, does that go back to the core foundation of the scripture? Yeah. If it is just to to semantically correct someone, yeah. then I feel like it is is wasted energy. And so um opinions. Yeah, opinions, exactly. And, and so Yeah. Right. So for me, I think that and you know, that's a whole nother bag of worms, but uh essentially what I'm what we're trying to get to with this is to say there is 
a foundation that all Christians can yeah. unite under, and that is that Jesus Christ was born, taught, did amazing things for us, died on the cross, rose from the grave, sent to heaven. There's a trinity. There's the Holy Spirit inside of all of us. God is, was, and yeah. is to come. And, and, and there's these foundational things that we can all unite under. You have to have the knuckle crack in there too. Oh yeah. Do you like that knuckle crack? I like hmm. how the, um, the pop filter didn't <laughs> filter out the bones popping. So yeah. Right. Um, so, so, uh, what I'm saying is that there, there is, there is important other things in the scripture that we can yeah, focus on, yeah. but it is okay to hear a, a foundationally basic message again and say, yeah. This Sunday, we just want you to understand what Jesus yeah, did. Yeah. What did he do for you? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've heard it before. But but have you? Have you yeah. really, truly heard it? Have you really, truly thought about it today, yeah. what Jesus did? And um, one of the people I love to hear preach is Harvey, because he always goes back to, like, something awesome about Jesus. Yeah. He'll be like... When we're on our college campuses, things can be stressed out. But what we need to do is remember <laughs> that Jesus loved us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> when he went up on that cross and died. I can't do his voice. He very does good. a good job at drilling things down, too. I've noticed. Till yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And, 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 and I understandably, some people will say, "Ugh, I, you know, I've heard this. Mm-hmm. But maybe you need to. Maybe you need yeah. to stop stifling like this right. idea that yeah. you've heard it already. The same old story. What's that song? Same old story. Same old song. Maybe God wants to, maybe God wants to present it to you in a fresh way and you're not open to it. Have you thought about that? I mean, I feel like, I feel like you should never get tired of what God is saying. No, of course not. So that's all right. So Zach, what are we talking about with this uh, six reasons thing? What is that? Okay. So I found this article and it, it was funny because it goes along a lot with what we wrote in the notes. Okay, cool. Um, so there's an article by Jonathan Howe. Yeah, open Jonathan Howe works for Tom Rainer's like leadership group. Okay. Um, so it's TomRainer.com. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but it, the article is called Six Reasons to Consider Avoiding Cute Sermon Series Titles. So let's go through all six of these real quick. And okay. we'll just see what we think about them. So one is... The first reason not to um, rely on cutesy sermon titles. Number one, not everyone understands the reference. Ah, see about that. Hey, you mentioned something about a Pokemon Go themed sermon. I know plenty of people who've never once played Pokemon Go or any Pokemon game. Right. Okay. Yeah. It was culturally relevant there for like a hot second. Well, I mean, yeah, not even that. Like, uh, um, I mean, I still play, but yeah, I, I remember a friend of mine once talked about a Yu-Gi-Oh themed uh, message and I was like, I like Yu-Gi-Oh, but I don't know how everybody else would. All right, Never seen that. They sometimes verge on copyright infringement or at least the appearance of it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's fair use in everything. <laughs> um, well, you, you skip one. Uh, the, oh, I skipped the second one. These titles make the Bible seem old or outdated. Now that one is key. Yeah, so I mean, if you go and you see um, Easter, Jesus's end game. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like I mean, yeah, it would be. It, it, you would almost think that you've. This was a bland service if on Easter it said Easter Sunday, the Sunday Jesus rose from the grave. You'd be yeah. like, uh, yeah, no, so what? Duh. <laughs> Where's the cool thing? Yeah. Where's like the yeah. catchy phrase? Jesus is Lord of all. <laughs> I hope that people aren't thinking that way, but maybe they are. I don't know. Yeah. And it could be because we have relied too much on the catchy title. Maybe, uh, maybe sometimes the other things are considered too plain. I don't know, but sure. That's scary to me. <laughs> all right. Number four, Zach, number four, uh, the start of the sermon series often lags well behind the popularity of its inspiration. Ooh, yeah. Have you seen right. that before? Maybe a theme for, something like, like if it's football themed and it's like go downfield for for christ and then the first ser- uh first sermon of that week is just like yeah we're talking about football so uh open your bible to first peter 
And yeah. then you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> I think, yeah, maybe it lags behind the times a little bit. So maybe a church tries that, but they actually don't get around to putting that sermon together until um, after the playoffs have already ended. Right. You know. All right. Cute sermon titles can veil the distinctiveness of Christianity. Boom, so if boom, we're just, if again. we're just, uh, you know, baptizing all these other intellectual properties, maybe we're just kind of in with everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe if people just have a choice between Avengers and game and Jesus end game, maybe they will just go see the movie that was made for like $80 billion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, we're getting back to it. I think the number six one actually gets a dig, uh, digs deeper, digs yeah. a little deeper, but, um, dig a little deeper, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> it's funny because veiling. I like the way that he phrases that veil the distinctiveness. So, yeah. So as Christians, we do have something to offer that is new that nobody else in the world can offer. I mean, we don't offer it, but Jesus does. <laughs> We have Jesus and he offers forgiveness and salvation found in no one else. Right. Why do we need to mask it with pop culture stuff? Exactly. It shouldn't really need to be sold. See this. I guess I agree. And this, yeah. and this last one, I actually don't know what this word means. So you have to explain it to me. Ob, uh, cute sermon series titles can obfuscate the message of the actual sermon. Yeah, what does obfuscate mean? Do you uh, know exactly I think smarty? it really just means obscure or um, like, um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm about Obs- to look it up. Obscure. Render or, obscure, unclear, yeah. unintelligible. You were right. Yeah. It renders it obscure. It muddies it up. Muddies it up. Yeah. I like it. So, so, so the actual message gets bogged down with the cutesy things. That's one of the big pet peeves of mine yeah. is that on a significant Sunday when you really, I mean, and just think about it. Like you, you had mentioned this earlier, like some, like, and he does too in this um, yeah. article about uh, this idea that maybe some people aren't like getting the reference. I would go further and say that there are different there are different areas of Christianity where you are at one point versus another point. Everybody has a different season that they're in. Yeah. And I ran into the problem of at one point, like hearing a lot of outreach specific messages and being like, Ugh, I'm already outreached too." Yeah. Which was a mistake. Right. I'm okay. It's okay to be like, Jesus wants you to give your life to him. Yeah. It's okay to hear that after you're a Christian. Now, everybody is in a different walk, and that's fine, but I think everybody can unite under the foundations of Christianity in the message. So if you are like, I'm a 20-year like seminary veteran, and I'm weathered Christian, I know everything, I got everything down, and then somebody came up- Which you don't. Which you don't, (laughs) but but if you were that guy and somebody came up to you and they said, hey, I just wanted to let you know today that God loves you, Uh you would be like, ugh, I know. I'm a seminary grad. But okay? who would say that? Like, right. I know. It's crazy. I, I, I agree yeah. that that's crazy, but I think that mentally when we go into yeah. church, we're looking for the new detail. Yeah. And I think, um, I think it's understandable where we would get to this point because pastors are trying to reach a wide range of people. So I think they're just trying to come up with something that's like relevant or that will catch somebody's attention. There's a lot of things out there that's competing for people's attention. Um, I think ever more than it's important to just preach the truth, right? Exactly. Preach the truth of scripture. It is actually more interesting than a lot of these things out there that compete for our attention. I know they're not, it's not necessarily flashy or like eye grabbing. Right. um, But I think that people respond well to, I mean, the number one thing I hear from people, even people who aren't really used to church They'll go to church and they'll be like, I appreciate that they didn't water down the truth, you know, that they preached the Bible in plain terms so I can understand what the message of it is. Jesus is Lord of all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I would like I'm going to even like blow people's mind with something that's like a almost like a logical like a, like a logic puzzle. Uh huh. Okay, so let's hear it. So in an attempt for a staff to create a more new message for a community, thinking about the community yeah. reception of the church. Yeah, sure. They end up potentially inhibiting them from hearing a message. Whereas 
if you were to completely forget about this idea yeah. of new message and were able to receive the foundation yeah. of God in a message and repeat the same one, everybody in the congregation at least would get the fundamentals drilled in. Yeah. Regardless of if they stay at the church because they think it's boring or not. Right. So really like it's, what is it? A, um, a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're almost yeah. like losing you, members in an attempt to save members. You actually do yourself a disservice by uh, complicating your message too much because Sometimes simple messages are what break through. Sometimes you do. There and already I, is a lot of complex messages out there. I think there is. And yeah. and kind of like Jonathan Powers said, it's not like that he's saying like, you know, other things are necessarily like his uh, his point and my point is that like it's not like everything needs to just go to this way. Yeah, yeah. But I think there doesn't need to be a little bit more of a push in yeah. that direction than there has been. Yeah. Um, so uh, we get down to this next part and I want you to kind of explain this analogy because I think it's great. So go ahead, Zach, take it away. Oh yeah. So on the subject, we're talking about like people who might get bored of hearing the same thing over and over right. again. Maybe I just want to hear something new. Um, do you feel that way about your favorite movie? I mean, you could argue that Star Wars fans have um, been in an uproar over the changing and novelty of new things. Lately. Well, that's almost the opposite. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. give us the same thing we've seen before. Right. That's what a lot of people actually want. Right. You know, um, a, a, if you're a sports a throwback fan, to like yeah. 80s and 70s feeling sure. movies. Yeah. Um, if you're a sports fan, you go see your favorite sports team. Ooh, every match, every game, even more so like the people in Kentucky love the Wildcats. Yeah. And I am baffled because and I know that this <laughs> I'm going to we're going to lose half our listeners because of what I'm about sure. to say. But I was always because I'm from Florida. There's like pro team stuff. I'm like, OK, uh, well, it is a different team every year. So it is a different team every year. Yeah. But but there's people that are like, well, if you like if you just go picking whatever team that you like for whatever reason, you're a fair weather sure. fan just because they're good. And yeah. I'm like, well, I mean, I, you know, I just, I appreciate the game as a whole, but I'm not a huge people have guy. not been able to peg Colin down for like a specific <laughs> franchise that he likes. Yeah. He picks them out at the beginning of the season. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Kansas city chiefs. They're pretty good because <laughs> they took a chance. Oh, no, you can't like the chiefs. <laughs> they, 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 uh, they hired Alex Smith and he was like on the, uh, back end of his career. And then he ended up doing well with, uh, Jamal Charles or whatever his true. name is. Yeah. So uh, that was a few years ago. But or no. if you like baseball, because baseball is basically the same thing over. <laughs> but, right. but you're saying, but your argument, go ahead. I, I didn't mean to take yeah. this on the thing, but your argument is that there's people out there that will just stick to the same team. You will stick to the same stick thing. To the same everybody, like. everybody will stick to the same habit. Uh, me and my wife go to Thai Smile, Thai restaurant here in town. Love and it. I always get one of two things. I either get red curry um, and I break the menu with the hot level so you can go up to five stars and I order 10 every time. Yeah. So, uh, 10 star hot. So it's double the maximum hotness, red curry or Penang curry. But what if every time, but what if the, um, guy that works there, I guess Suta is not there anymore. What if, what if the chef brings you out uh -huh. your same dish, but this time instead of one meat, <laughs> he gives you a different one and a different sauce. And he says, yeah. this is my take on it. Nope. You'd be like. <laughs> What? I want the same doxologically correct chicken curry <laughs> that I always get. You don't want steak with peanut sauce? No. <laughs> Jesus is Lord of all. <laughs> it's his it's his version of it. So yeah. what does that mean, Zach? Yeah. What what are we saying that? Well, my that? question is just this. What if we made ourselves fanboys or fangirls of the Bible? Of our, the foundations of our faith. What right. if that was our favorite thing? And again, that's why I was saying you guys not should, necessarily that we should be entitled that like nobody can come in and change church. That's the wrong outlook. Yeah. What I'm saying is like, what if our favorite thing was Jesus? Like we were fans of him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's not a watered down thing. It's a, if, if somebody every day said, we're going to, we're going to talk about Jesus's yeah. love. And you're like, man, you know what? Even though I've heard this 30 times now, I need to hear it again. I think that's on us, you know? Yeah. It is a responsibility of us to, to really focus on the importance of I it. I think at a certain point you can kind of decide what you're a fan of. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. 
And I think God, if you're if you're obedient to God, God will give you the message you need in that time. Yeah. But you got to be able to say, okay, I've heard this before, but what new thing do I need to yeah. get out of it? That was one of the main things that me and Jessica went through. We we did a little church hopping last year. We went to some different churches just yeah. to see what the area was about. And Jessica would turn to me and be like, hmm, I'm not so sure about this one. And I would say, even though I know God's trying to tell me something, so let's just like be open to, to whatever's happening in this right. service. And even if later I'm like, yeah, I didn't really care for the message, I can be like, but there was this one part in the message that I think God was speaking to me about. I think that's the right attitude. Absolutely. I mean, it's basically, you know, if you're a pastor, if you're a worship leader and you're trying to create novelty just don't. I mean, yeah. what you need to do is you need to spend that time praying that the Holy Spirit can make the message fall fresh on somebody anew because it's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's got to be the person's heart opening up and the Holy Spirit pouring in. That's the only way that we're going to have a fresh outlook on this. It's not the creativity that I throw in. It's not a work that I can do. I can't force somebody to get excited about God. Right, right. And so, right, exactly. You're, you're not going to, like, what, what I'm saying is, is, is it's, like, like you just said, it's more yeah. the responsibility of the person receiving the message to say, yeah. this, this is the, the renewed version of this yeah. that I need to hear today. Yeah, it's, it's God who is always um, out there with a fresh message for every person. And it's the person who has to open themselves up to it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I have some scripture stuff. You, you wrote something here at the bottom. I wanted, I wanted to give you a chance to, uh, that was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. I was, I'm sorry. I was reading through it. I, uh, I wanted to just read some random Psalms back to back and then skip them if they have the same stuff in them. Okay. <laughs> Just to make my point. Here you where, go. Are you, where are you going to start? I'll just start in 60, I guess. Sounds good. Or 61. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For Lead me to the rock. <laughs> for you have been my refuge, a strong tower against my fo- the foe. Uh-huh. A long, a lo- I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in your shelter. Shelter of your wings. Of your wings. Yeah. Salah. All right. I'll just go on to the next one. My soul finds rest in you alone. Wait a minute. Nope. Can't. I got to skip that. He alone is my rock and my salvation. Copycat. Copycat. He, he is my Copycat. fortress. Uh, hello. I've already heard this. Yeah. And this would not be the first time you're hearing it um, if you started from <laughs> Psalm 1. Either. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fortress. I've heard that like five times already. Okay. Yeah. Psalm, Psalm 63 then, I guess. Oh, God, you are my God. Oh, he said God twice. Skip that. (laughs) So point, point, my point is. That sounds like one of those memes where it's like, it's Shrek, but every time he says the (laughs) word the, it gets faster. (laughs) Every time. In B movie, every time someone says the word B, it gets faster. (laughs) So good. So (laughs) 11 minutes in and it's going like the speed of light. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. So, so I guess my, my point I was trying to make is that even the scripture itself wants to nail home this idea and the Psalms, which he talked about with Jonathan powers are examples of, of, uh, drilling home the, the, uh, the messages of the Trinity of lament of praise. And I'm sorry, but it's, it's more than okay to hear that message more than once. And, I think there there is something to be said. Somebody argued this point that um, the more something appears in the scripture, like it seems like the more God is orchestrating those things to be important. And I like that Jesus has was asked a few times in the in, in the Gospels, like what's like most important, what is the most important commandment. And I like how in uh, when he's asked that he says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, strength, soul, all that." And love your uh, neighbor as yourself. And then he like reiterates that same answer like a few different times. Uh-huh. John 15, I'm the vine, stick with me and uh, love each other. Mm-hmm. And he just goes through it again and again. And so you would think somebody would like kind of hone in on that and be like, wait a minute. He's saying this more than once. Yeah. So in that same reflection, I would say that it's okay to hear the message more than once. Yeah. Especially since. Boom. 
Jesus wants you to hear it more than once and he wants you to get new things out of it. He wants you to get old things out of it. He wants you to, to, uh, dwell with it and, and, and let it sink in. He's got like immeasurable riches or something like that. (sighs) Craziness. Hey, Zach, Jesus is Lord of all. (laughs) Oh, you forgot to say it every five minutes. I'm saying it now. I feel like you should now cut that in like every five minutes and just see (laughs) what our listeners think about it. Let me do this. I'm going to say Jesus is Lord of all. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. You'll hear that throughout this thing. That's cool. I'm just kidding. Uh, So yeah, main, (laughs) main point of the day in like five seconds. What you got? Okay. Main point. Uh, I guess I'll say, oh, right. This will be the first one in a while where we haven't asked that question. Yeah. This will be the first one in a while we haven't done that. So um, I'll say main point. Um, God has his word sealed away for everybody for the last couple of thousand years to understand and read. Mm -hmm. And there is going to be a time when you've read everything in this Bible that I'm holding in my hand. You're going to read everything in here, but that does fully work. Thank you. But that does not mean that you read it a second time and it's diminished in any way. Yeah. And I think in, in some ways, a lot of ways it is more profound the second time and the third time and the fourth time. And I would say, I would add that the renewing of that is a work of the Holy spirit that God can do with you and for you. And so try your hardest, I would say, to have go into church with the outlook of like, I'm just a huge Jesus fan and whatever he tells me is going to be gold. It's the good stuff. Boom. I don't care if I've heard it before. Play the hits. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. OK, well, that'll just about do it for us. Um, Thanks again for checking us out. Make sure you give us a like or a rating. Hit those Please. five stars. Let other people know that we are a good podcast that you love to listen to. I want to shout out somebody. I want to say that Bob Keith um, is our first patron. And Go Bob we, Keith. We really appreciate Bob uh, yeah. starting us off on the old uh, support train. Yeah. By the time you guys hear this, we will have an album exclusively available on Patreon, a live album, our Spotify sessions, as it were, but not for Spotify. And we're going to have that for anybody who is a supporter. And we're also going to have some cool like outtakes some bloopers and stuff, all access stuff for you guys. And um, I just want to say, go check us out. Please go check us out. But I also want to say thank you for everybody who's been giving us feedback lately about the podcast on Facebook. Uh, Adam Griggs, um, your mom, uh, just, your mom, huh? <laughs> my, uh, just uh, everybody, um, uh, uh, people from Center Church, um, just uh-huh. Uh, and if I'm forgetting certain people, I'm sorry, but uh, I just really appreciate everybody giving us feedback. Vlad, definitely. Yeah, stay in touch with us because we love that stuff. And it'll help kind of shape the way things go. Um, yeah. And we just thank you for that. So, Zach, let's do the outro with our mouth. Ready? <laughs> and I'll I'll play play sound the of the Lord. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. See you guys later. See you next time. Peace.